to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. The pack is not attacking the clones without provocation. The spirit of the treaty remains. They are not a danger to our people, nor are they a danger to the people of Forks. Bella Swan made an informed choice, and we are not going to punish our former allies for her choice. Hear, hear, Seth thought, enthusiastically. I thought I told you to shut it, Seth. Oops, sorry, Sam. Jacob, where do you think you're going? I left the circle, moving toward the west so I could turn my back on him. I'm going to tell my father goodbye. Apparently there was no purpose in me sticking around this long. Ah, Jake, don't do that again. Shut up, Seth, several voice thought together. We don't want you to leave, Sam told me, his thoughts softer than before. So force me to stay, Sam, take away my will, make me a slave. You know I won't do that. Then there's nothing more to say. I ran away from them, trying very hard not to think about what was next. Instead, I concentrated on my memories of the long wolf months of letting the humanity bleed out of me until I was more animal than man. Living in the moment, eating when hungry, sleeping when tired, drinking when thirsty, and running. Running just to run. Simple desires, simple answers to those desires. Pain came in easily managed forms. The pain of hunger, the pain of cold ice under your paws, the pain of cutting claws when dinner got feisty. Each pain had a simple answer, a clear action to end that pain. Not like being human. Yet, as soon as I was in jogging distance of my house, I shifted back into my human body. I needed to be able to think in privacy. I untied my shorts and yanked them on, already running for the house. I'd done it. I'd hidden what I was thinking and now it was too late for Sam to stop me. He couldn't hear me now. Sam had made a very clear ruling. The pack would not attack the Cullens. Okay, he hadn't mentioned an individual acting alone. Nope, the pack wasn't attacking anyone today, but I was. 
Guess what? Hi. Got a new patron. Her name is... Bet from Utah. And guess what? What? So remember last week when I was like, we have a patron named Ba. Oh, yes. She messaged me and she was like, I laughed so hard when I realized you were talking about me. <laughs> she just like didn't change her name when she like signed up on Patreon. Her name is actually Beth Ann and she lives in Texas. Oh, cool. So I was like, dude, Beth Ann, send me your address so I can like send you your perks that you get from being <laughs> a Patreon. <laughs> also, I'll real fix your shout out. Hi, Beth Ann. So that's Can Beth Can we call you Ba though? And she lives in Texas, and she's super cool. Awesome. <laughs> We're so happy to have all of y'all here with us. All of y'all from Texas. Oh my gosh, so many Texans. Or Utah. And so many Utahns now, all yeah. of a sudden. I love it. Welcome, everybody. Hi, everybody. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. On this week's episode of Remember Twilight, we are on Breaking Dawn, Chapter 8. Oh, what's the title? Blah, blah, blah. I'm a big whiner and I can't handle my feelings. Mm-hmm. No, it's called waiting for the damn fight to start already. Oh, that's like exactly what I just said. I couldn't tell you the difference. Okay. <laughs> I'm not seeing the difference. <laughs> there is no difference. <laughs> this week we start the, uh, as our patron Hannah would say, the arduous journey through the Jacob chapters. Book two of <laughs> book four. The book, the book two, the Jacob chapters. Um, we're really gonna go for it. Mm-hmm, Last mm-hmm. we know, Bella's prego, and she's on the phone with Rosalie asking for help so that she does not have to get an abortion. Her ego <laughs> is prego, and that is one uh, something that can't be something to skillet. Right, home girl. <laughs> I want to learn how to talk like that. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So we have the preface. And I just wrote, I'm over this already. (laughs) I wrote, okay, so we're doing this. (laughs) You're more optimistic than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I I am hesitant to do several chapters of us just being like, I hate this. And so part of me is like, I have to just like, it's happening. We're doing it. We can't like not do it. Or could we? (laughs) (laughs) let's just take all the information we get and then retell it from seth's point of view (laughs) wherever he may have been because today it would be like me and the new wolves were out with sam and we were just running around having a time and then we ran past billy's house and we found out that he got a phone call from charlie and so then sam did his big howl and then suddenly we could hear all of our brothers voices and then my sister leah was there too and leah and jacob had like this running match to get to us anyway everybody loves the clones except for jacob for some reason he wanted to go and kill them but i'm really glad that seth told or that sam told him not to uh and then jacob in true jacob fashion and just left I think we could do this but then we just like all still hung out and figured out what we were going to do the rest of the day <laughs> I am in love with this from Seth's POV <laughs> also Lee 
I really am now super intrigued about what these guys are doing all day long. Like, what does patrolling look like? What are you exactly patrolling for? They're like Buffy, where they have to (laughs) patrol for vampires. That's their whole job. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. the colons are so big that no other vampires are ever hanging out in the Pacific Northwest. They had that whole thing with Victoria last (laughs) spring, and now they're like, all right, in case another Victoria happens, we got to be more prepared. Prepared, so we're going to run drills every day. I guess because like <laughs> the colons are not a threat. And they know that. And all of the other vampires are dead. And there's maybe two at a time in Seattle, which is hours away. It's so funny to me to think that they're like practicing. <laughs> they're training. <laughs> Or they're just chilling. They're running around, seeing how how high they could climb on a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know I'm a wolf, but I think I can get all the way up there this time. That's how they know Leah is the fastest, because one day they just did, like, relay races around the forest. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I already have made it known that I'm a Sam stan. And this, ooh, mm mm-hmm. Very into Sam again and still. (laughs) Still happening. I just want to know who fashioned the idea of the jort tether. (laughs) Is this only a Jacob thing or do they all do it? And if so, was it Leah who was like, you guys stop ripping your freaking pants every time you get mad at someone. Just like attach it to yourself or something if you're not going to take them off. I am going with that hypothesis because she's the only one smart enough to be like, put your damn pants on and stop (laughs) ripping them every time you freaking phase like it's so annoying I'm bored of it I don't want to see your penises anymore (laughs) and also I crossed out the word shorts every time it appeared and just wrote jorts Mm -hmm, above mm -hmm. it (laughs) just for fun do you think that Leah just wears a skirt with a really elastic waistband (laughs) so when she phases it's just a a wolf wearing a skirt (laughs) it's like the Hulk (laughs) he just wears stretchy purple pants Mm -hmm. I think so. Leah. <laughs> Maybe like it's a real big tank top. So like literally when she's... <laughs> oh my she's... gosh, like a tank top dress that's yeah. just really loose. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. One of those, like a summer dress. Mm-hmm. Or even if she wants to wear the top and bottom so that when she phases, it's a it's a sports bra. Oh, yeah, like a crop situation. A mini, it's, like a, it's like a cheerleader outfit yeah. going on. <laughs> okay, never mind. I think I might like these chapters. We just have to ignore what Jacob's doing is the thing. <laughs> And then it's fine. Because these guys are all cool. It's just Jacob. It is. They are. Okay. <clears throat> Preface. Life sucks and then you die. Yeah, I should be so lucky. Oh my gosh. We should be so lucky. <laughs> Honestly. <sighs> Stop it. Okay, so we open up and we're at Jacob's house and Paul is over and Paul is just hanging out on the couch, eating some Doritos, watching some TV because... Newsflash, he's imprinted on Jacob's sister, Rachel, who was home for the summer. Okay, were you like me when you read this? And like fall, spring, summer, I don't know when it is. She's because she graduated. But were you like me when you were like, what the fuck? Have I ever read this book before? I had zero memory of that happening. Yeah, literally couldn't None. have told you that Rachel ever came back to no. the push. I literally was like, I must not be a Twilight fan because I don't remember this happening at all. I remember Jacob literally starting off his book being rude as fuck, mm-hmm. but I did not remember why. 
<laughs> and so then I was like, there has to be a reason that this is happening. There has to be. Miss Meyer would not just make her favorite character an asshole, right? She wouldn't just. There has to be a reason. Do you think we're being taught a lesson? Like maybe about being like how people can change and become better, oh. right? So right now... We're seeing the hurt, angry, mean, stubborn, immature, obnoxious Jacob so that later we can see like the sweet, mature, kind, level-headed stalwart. Like, please. She started him here, but she's like, he needs to go through something Mm -hmm. so people like him because people like characters that like are relatable and change. Yeah. So she's like, I got to take him from like perfect to literally the worst person (laughs) so then we can have a curve back up because if he just stays good the whole time, no one's going to care. Okay. Right? I, I don't know. That's what I'm hoping for. That was where I literally wrote please on here. Like, please make that the reason that this is happening. Because it just otherwise is like, I don't want this. It makes me mad. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, the reason is, yes, we have to see him g- at his lowest so that we can appreciate him when he's at like just status quo. Uh, <laughs> just what normal men should regular. be. <laughs> wow. Look what society has done to us. <laughs> So, Jacob is just mad to be mad at everything. Yeah. Literally, there's no reason for him to be mad at Paul. Paul's his friend, and he's just at his house hanging out, eating some chips. And Jacob's like, why are you in my house, on my couch, watching my TV, eating my chips, and imprinted on my sister? I hate you. Literally. And then he breaks Paul's nose. Literally, He doesn't just like like push him or flick him on the head no he attacks him and literally breaks his nose and Jacob is like happy about it like he feels so good about this decision and then he admits that he's literally doing it on purpose just to pick a fight mm-hmm. this is some toxic masculinity happening right here it really is because Jacob's like stop eating those chips and Paul's like haha no and then he like shoves the bag behind him on the couch <laughs> And not the Doritos. I know. And like Paul like goes to like play fight him for the bag of chips. Um, but he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. You're just going to go cry to Rachel if I touch you. Um, <laughs> and and then like, they're yeah, like, Rachel told me I could eat anything in the house. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, Jacob, did you buy these chips? No, you don't ever buy anything. <laughs> right. Positive. You don't have a job. You just <laughs> run away every time things get hard. <laughs> so Paul's like, bring it on. And Jacob's like, yeah, right. You would go crying to her. And he's like, nah, anything that would happen would be between us. And Jacob literally is like, I'm going to just relax into the couch so he doesn't think anything. And then he attacks him. He straight up manipulates him into a false sense of security and then breaks his nose. How many times am I going to have to zen out so that I don't (laughs) just start screaming? (laughs) Like the manipulation and violence Uh, is outrageous. So bad. He took full advantage of Paul's trust Mm -hmm. in him. Disgusting. Yeah. Then Jacob grabs the chips and Paul's like, what the hell? Uh, Like he has to like put his nose back in place so it doesn't. (laughs) Uh, heel broken (laughs) then Paul's like oh you're such a pain I'd rather hang out with Leah and this is just like the first glimpse into everybody also hating Leah for no reason for literally no reason she has every right to be as upset as she is and the more they are antagonistic toward her of course the more like quote-unquote annoying or whatever she's going to become because she's sick of it Mm -hmm. and it's unnecessary and it's 
rude at best. It's yeah. so rude. She gets to be mad about if it. If even for one day they were all like, we totally understand why you're upset <laughs> and it's fine. But we all share a mind. And so like it does get overwhelming sometimes. She would be like, well, yeah, same back to you guys and all your shit. But then it would just be like, OK, we don't have to fight about it all the time. But exactly. instead they're just like, Ugh, Leah's being Leah again. And she's like, yeah, I am because mm. no one cares. Yeah, it's gross. It's terrible. So Jacob walks off into his room. He's like, I'm going to my room because. OK, but I want to know. He did. Of course he does. He cannot handle an uncomfortable, uncomfortable moment. He goes, I stood there for a second and then I stalked off to my room muttering about alien abductions. Do you understand what's happening? Well, yes, because he's saying this Paul is not the real Paul. Because oh. <laughs> the real Paul, if you punched him in the face, he would have punched you back. Okay, so a fairy, so he has been a fairy switched by bodies with Paul. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> he's like, it's terrible. Everyone is imprinting. That's four out of ten. I su- thought it was supposed to be rare. It's so disgusting. And also, why did it have to be my sister? And then he tells us about how... Okay, but wait a minute. Why could it not be your sister? You don't have any sort of like control or like ownership over her. She's your big sister. She's not your, even if she was your daughter or your little sister or something like that, you do not have any sort of ownership of her, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Who cares who imprinted upon her? Well, he doesn't want it in the house because now he has to be around <laughs> it, which is why. And not my house. Not in my sister's house, <laughs> which is my, my house. My dad's house. My, our house. I've never spent a dollar of money <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so then he tells us a story about how Rachel graduated. She's back because um, I don't know why she came back, to be honest. I don't know either. <laughs> I think maybe she came back after graduation just to visit and then she accidentally saw Paul on the beach and it was like, ah, which they that's what happened. But it's like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor girl. Jacob now is empathetic towards the other people in the pack who can't who have to keep their secret at home because now Jacob doesn't have to like keep the secret around Rachel. But now these other boys do. Wow, that must be hard. <laughs> question yeah this is another moment where i was like i've never read this book before (laughs) and i was like why must they keep it a secret anybody anybody in the whole reservation it is literally a legend in the culture it's something that they believe in so why would all of these young men have to keep it a secret from their literal parents they don't have a volturi that's going to come and kill them for telling (laughs) on themselves and literally their parents obviously have the blood lineage. Yeah. Why are we keeping it a secret from anyone? Why would Jacob have to keep it a secret from his sisters? Like, that makes no sense. Billy was the chief. <laughs> I agree with you. This is the most baffling information I've learned in years. I have no idea why this is happening. Well, and also the tribe isn't that big. <laughs> The tribe, everybody knows everybody else. Mm -hmm. They have literal tribal meetings where like everyone comes. Just let it be known. Just be like, listen, last year has been real weird. It was real rough. And uh, we've had a resurgence of the wolf gene. It's come back. So just be aware if your kid starts acting weird, this is probably why. Would solve a lot of problems like poor Embry's mom, right? Yeah. Well, no, now that I think about it, it's because then they would have to 
also revealed that vampires are real and they're not just a story. That's that was fine, made up, But then the Volturi is like, these people know about vampires. Uh, okay. Can't let that happen. So it is because of the frickin' Volturi. Interesting. Okay, so that is a part. They would have to keep that secret at least. Yeah. But still, it seems incredibly unfair, especially because some of these kids are like 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. Like, they need to be able to tell their mom. Well, and if Charlie can know about wolves but not vampires, then certainly they could just come up with a (laughs) thing. Something. Like, magic turtles triggered us again. I don't know. It doesn't even matter what triggered us. We're just, we're wolves. It's awesome. It's so cool. Look what we can do. (laughs) And then they all phase. Like, right? Yeah. Uh, Okay. They start like a werewolf uh, track team. (laughs) Jacob wants to? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I can't get through one page without (laughs) just screaming for five minutes. Uh, So Embry's having a lot of trouble with his mom because she's like, stop sneaking out at night. And he's like, okay. And then he just has to because Sam, Sam, let him stay at home at night and just have him do stuff in the day and make all the adults do the nighttime patrols. Let the grownups do the nighttime work. Why do they need to be out at all hours of the evening? Oh my gosh. It's not like there's one of them. There's so many. (laughs) Ten. There's so many. Sam goes to Embry and he's like, listen, just tell your mom what's happening. And Embry's like, no, the secret is too important. Why though? Why? Just tell your mom. Just tell her. You got the green light. (laughs) Make Sam tell her. I don't know. And here's the thing, like. At this point, spoiler alert, Jacob knows that he's the alpha. He just hasn't, like, taken it upon himself to be the alpha. But he could literally just be like, today, okay, all this is stupid. We're changing Everybody's all the rules. Everybody's parents come here right now. <laughs> We're changing I'm every gonna rule. I'm going to take off my pants in front of all your moms. <laughs> Settle this once and for all. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I just... I'm sorry I couldn't even let you get through one sentence (laughs) okay sorry go ahead well so now we get into the part of the book where Jacob talks about people's imprinting relationships and how it's like true love love at first sight you find your other half la 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 and hearing it from Jacob I understand why people don't like imprinting because Jacob makes it sound disgusting he does he makes it sound like oh now you have to be absolutely 100% in love with this person (laughs) it's gross and I hate it that's not what it is Jacob Jacob's the problem Mm -hmm. all along it's been Jacob Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just convinced that people who, well, this is my theory, I'll say that. I'm not going to say I'm <laughs> certain of it, but it seems like people who like to give Jacob the benefit of the doubt take what he says for like fact. Mm-hmm. And so they see it through his lens and they're like, oh, yeah, imprinting is terrible and disgusting and bad. But it's like if you take Jacob out of the equation and just like look at the facts of what happens with imprinting, it's it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> It's not bad at all. Yeah. It's not a bad thing at all. It's a it's a beautiful thing that like literally bonds people together. That could not be bad. <sighs> Jacob just can't see it for what it is yet because, of course, because it hasn't happened to him. And if it hasn't happened to him, then it's probably not real or good or whatever. But then also, like, it means that he didn't imprint on Bella, which just pisses him off. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Jacob gets like... A little suicidal here. Oh, my gosh. Like, literally a suicide threat. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, if I... Trigger warning. If I shoot a gun at my head, am I going to actually die or am I just going to have to clean up a really big mess? It's like... 
It's he's not in a good place. No. Mm-mm. So he goes and he dramatically throws himself down on his bed, <laughs> and he just like keeps thinking about the same things over and over and over again because all he can think about is is today the day where. We learn that Bella is quote unquote dead and have to go through this whole thing of like having a funeral for her and Charlie being heartbroken and everyone just pretending like it's not what it is. And then we can kill the Collins. Like, Mm -hmm. is today the day that it's going to happen? And he thinks a lot about how they're going to like explain it. Are they going to say they were in a plane crash? No, they'd have to kill too many people. But honestly, would they? Yes. Maybe it'll be a small plane. Maybe it'll be a car crash. Maybe she'll get a disease. So many things. And then he talks about how his mom was in a car crash and how they had to, like, the coffin was nailed shut at her viewing. Yeah, he's got some unresolved trauma that we need to work through. But can I just real fast bring up something super important? So he's he's sitting there mentally uh, going over what what could happen and he's like or would the murderer come home alone he's talking about edward unsuccessful in his attempt to make her one of them or not even getting that far maybe he'd smash her like a bag of chips in his drive to get some because her life is less important to him than his own pleasure says the man who actually hurt Bella. Mm -hmm. So last night when we were having our Instagram live, our friend Riley got on there and she had a note about last week's episode. And she was talking about how Edward gets super upset because he wakes up after the honeymoon and Bella has big bruises on her arms. Well, guess who had literally grabbed her arms so hard that she's like her blood stopped flowing literally on her wedding night? Jacob Black. Those could have been Jacob's bruises. And, and when, when Riley said that, I was like, I, I have to lay down because I was just like, I've never thought of this before. But what if Edward's entire like freak out was literally him seeing Jacob's bruises wrapped around Bella's arms? This is something that I've never heard of before, never thought of before, never considered. I would love to like just put that question into Stephanie Meyer's ear and be like, were those actually Jacob's bruises? Because it's mentioned it that it, the the bruises are on Bella's arms. Why would Edward be holding her arms while he's like, you know, uh, uh, whatever? Like, <laughs> why would he be like, give me your arms? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like he wouldn't. The person who grabbed Bella's arms that hard. And for like a long period of time. Well, and yes. And one thing that Riley said was she, she, she like left us a voice message and she was like, she it's very well known that Bella bruises easily. That it's like she gets bruises all the time. She doesn't even know where they're from. She's always kind of like got bruises here and there. Well, Jacob was holding her so hard that she was like lifted up off the ground and like her blood, he was like a tourniquet on her arms, both arms. So Edward waking up and seeing those bruises, most likely they weren't even from him. Like he's so gentle with her. He's so good with her he's been snuggling with her in bed for years or a year at least why would he all of a sudden lose control just because he's like coming like i get that it's like a it's a it's a sensation he'd never had before however i don't think he left those bruises on bella's arms I don't think so either. As soon as Riley said that, I was like, she's right. Me too. I have no doubt in my mind that it was Jacob. 100%. All along. So this is where I was like, this is our first like example of him being like, because her life is less important to him than his own pleasure. Well, you are the one who actually hurt her when you thought that she was going to have sex with another man. Mm-hmm. Like, disgusting. 
if you are still Team Jacob, reevaluate your life. <laughs> Try again. Love you anyway, but still. Yeah. So then um, Jacob's like, well, maybe there won't even be a story. Maybe they'll just all disappear one day and no one will have any idea what happened. And it'll just be like this unknown mystery. He's never taken a second to get to know these people at all. No, he has no idea. Even <laughs> after Bella's like, Edward's the best person I know. Edward's amazing. I trust Edward completely. He's like, mm-mm. Literally in one ear and out the other. Jacob's like, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to find them and I'm going to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Nice guy. Jacob's like, what if I'm losing my chance right now? Like, what if they're escaping right now? Um, We should go tonight. We should kill every single one of them. (laughs) I like that plan because then Edward will come and want to kill me too. And then we can just have our one-on-one fight. Uh, But Sam won't let us. Because yeah, Sam has a level head. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says that the clones haven't done anything wrong yet. Oh my gosh. But they will. And then Paul's like laughing at a commercial or something. And Jacob's like, I'm going to punch his nose again. And then he does this this weird thing where he starts to listen to other sounds. And even as a human, his hearing is like incredibly amplified so we can like literally hear down to the shop and hear like a receipt being printed Mm -hmm. that's cool it is cool and you know what he should use this more often to distract himself from his (laughs) stupid thoughts um so as he's like thinking he thinks he thinks out to the beach and he hears quill and he's like all right i'm gonna go see what quill's doing i guess and he jumps out the window so he doesn't have to see paul again (laughs) (laughs) and he runs down to the beach And he's like, the nice thing about summer is no one cares if you only wear shorts. Jorts. Yes. (laughs) So he finds Quill. And this is where we learn that Quill has imprinted on Emily's niece, Claire. And Claire is three years old. And uh, Quill and Claire are looking at rocks on the beach and playing in the water. (laughs) And it's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. Lots of uh, three-year-old talk happens. It is really like, it's like reading Hagrid Uh stuff. (laughs) It's like, what? Oh. Mm -hmm. Jacob's like, I'm pretty sure like my money's on the baby girl, he says, because they're like, she's throwing buckets of water at (laughs) Quill. I feel like it's fine to let a child play and play and play. But please, as an adult in their life, teach them boundaries. Teach them that it's, I don't know, it just feels like, you're setting yourself up to be abused by this person for your whole life if you're not ever laying down any boundaries and saying like, oh, I don't like it when a, an entire bucket of water is thrown on me. Oh, it's don't not okay to... on the head for fun. <laughs> it's not okay to throw a handful of rocks at my face. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just literally not okay. But he's just like, whatever you want to do, honey. Like, he needs some, like, child development classes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So Claire comes over and gives Jacob a hug and he asks where her mom is. And Claire's like, I don't know. I'm just playing with Quill all day. Um, I'm never going home. (laughs) And she runs back over to Quill and he puts her on his shoulders. Quill tells Jacob that he missed her third birthday party. It was princess theme. Uh, She made him wear a crown. And then Emily suggested that they all put her new makeup on me. And Jacob's like, I'm really sorry. I didn't see that. And then he's like, it's okay. We have pictures. And also, I'm really hot. Um, and then Jacob says, you're such a patsy. And I don't understand this reference or this word um, being used like I think this. that uh, patsy is somebody who will just do whatever they want for their girl. Okay. Like whatever their girl wants and they won't stand up for themselves. I think that's what it is. Okay. 
But Quill's like, whatever, she had a good time. And then Jacob's like, ugh, imprinted people. No matter what stage they were in, about to tie the knot like Sam or just a much abused nanny like Quill, the peace and certainty they always radiated was downright puke inducing. <laughs> I have a question. How long has Sam and, and uh, Emily been engaged? Feels like years, right? <laughs> Maybe well, I'm we've wrong. only known Bella for a year, right? Yeah, <laughs> year but they've been, they were engaged before Bella came around. They're taking it slow. They are, man. Mm -hmm. For somebody who's imprinted, I don't see the... Sam's saving up for the wedding, maybe. Oh, that's really sweet. Maybe maybe they're doing a destination wedding and they want to bring everybody. Cute. (laughs) (laughs) But why would you when you live in the most beautiful place on the world? Oh my gosh, when you could just have your wedding right there on that beach. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I got really good at that noise. So then Jacob's like watching Claire and Quill look at all the rocks because Quill is not picking up the right rock for Claire. And he's like, not even the most like jazzed parent plays with their kid the way that Quill plays with Claire. Like he is in it no matter what, no matter how long, no matter how stupid, like, and he's happy about it. Like he is loving every second of whatever it is that they are doing. And he goes, I couldn't even make fun of him for it. I envied him too much. (laughs) And then this is, this is a gross part that Jacob gives us right here. And he goes, though I did think it sucked that he had a good 14 years of monkitude ahead of him until Claire was his age. For Quill, at least, it was a good thing werewolves didn't get older, but even all the time didn't seem to bother him much. What are you going to do all these years not having sex, bro? Goodbye. It's the only thing on Jacob's mind. Goodbye, Jacob. As soon as he heard a real honeymoon with Bella, that's all he can think about. <laughs> he almost killed her. Mm-hmm. Ugh. He's so awful. It's real bad. So then he's like, Quill, have you ever thought about dating someone? Just like, for now? And Quill's like, What? <laughs> No. Why would I? I'm obviously in my nanny phase. <laughs> I know what I'm doing with my life, Jacob. Mm-hmm. What's your problem? Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, uh, Claire pours a bunch of rocks <laughs> all over Quill's head. And then it's time to go. So then Jacob's like, I'm sorry if I was being pushy. And Quill's like, no, it's fine. I just never think about it. And Jacob's like, well, she'd understand. She wouldn't be mad at you. And he's like, I know. But like. I don't want to. Yeah, he truly doesn't want to. He does a cool thing, though, where it's it's really funny. And it also is like, is Quill a little gay? Because he does this cute thing where he's like... Um, well, Jacob's like, well, you know, if you keep up with the tiara and the makeup, yeah, maybe Claire won't have started. another bunch of girls to worry about. And then I'm like, shrug? Who cares? Like, even if Quill's gay, he'll still be there for Claire no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then Quill's like, you wish... <laughs> Well, he's like, are you available this Friday, Jacob? And Jacob's like, you wish. Oh, yeah. And then he goes. I guess I am. He goes, Jacob, do you ever think about dating? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like Quill so much. Mm-hmm. Jacob's like, I don't see girls either, Quill. Oh, good grief. Yes, you do. Quill size. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam lets out his big howl from the forest. And they're like, all right, that's Sam. Uh, I don't know where Claire's mom's at, though. And Jacob's like, it's fine. I'll just go. If we need you, we'll get you. Um, Why don't you go over to the Claire Waters? Then Sue can watch her until they find whomever her mother is. I still don't know her name. (laughs) Whomever. Some random mom. (laughs) Mom of child. 
So then Jacob starts hurtling over driftwood to get to the forest. And he straight up runs in front of a car (laughs) on the highway. I guess if you want to. If you want to, then you can. I guess. a big, annoying (laughs) choice, but... A big, annoying choice. If you want to. (laughs) And then J- Jacob's like, I'm so fast, I could I could win the Olympic trials. <laughs> he does. He wants to start the wolf track team. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get the moment where he is in the forest. He takes his jorts, jorts. off, <laughs> rolls them up, and ties them around his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it would slow you down so much. <laughs> Why not make him like a little backpack or right, something? Right, right. He mm-hmm. says he's gotten really good at it, but it just still feels cumbersome. Oh my gosh. You know how all the guys in high school who don't want to like... Are too cool for a backpack. Just use those like dumb plastic things with the drawstrings yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what those are called. They're just the impossible backpacks. They're like right? they're fine, but they hold like one notebook <laughs> only worth because they're so little and like frail. And they rip after two days, uh-huh. and the strings are always in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. I just imagine all the wolf pack wearing those. <laughs> they can put their shorts in them. Emily, put them on, and then when they get big, the strings just. <laughs> Emily, this Go is out. merch. The wolf. We need to jort make the wolf pack. jort pack. <laughs> jort pack, and then it has their name on it. Yeah, so they don't because they marker. only came in two colors, and they're like, "Well, we have ten people. I guess we'll just have to label them. We gotta make things. so Emily like embroiders everybody's <laughs> names on theirs, and like she washes them and sews them up when they get ripped She's and puts so new nice. ropes on them okay this is a good good merch <laughs> idea i'm into it jorts not included <laughs> what if we put a tiny pair of jorts in it just a jort pin maybe <laughs> oh my gosh yes okay cool okay so then jacob's like i can phase no problem now except for when my temper gets in the way mm-hmm. and then he remembers um giving bella his jacob bruises yep and how he was like trapped and shaking and burning because he was so mad and he really wanted to kill Edward, but then he didn't want to kill Bella and also his friends were there and then and then Sam told him he couldn't and ugh. He literally would have killed Bella. She would have died right there on her wedding day at the Colon house. And think of what would have happened to all the wolves then. With all those vampires there, mm-hmm. the whole pack would have been dead. Well, especially the Denali girls, they'd be like, uh, yeah. Wait, a wolf just killed Bella. Absolutely. Like, no. Yep. <laughs> Not happening. So Good thing Sam was there. Yeah. So then, obviously, Jacob's been a wolf this whole time. So everyone's hearing him being like, oh, man, I really wish I could have killed Edward that day. And they're like, shut up. (laughs) Um, And Sam's like, stop fighting everyone. Well, Sam goes, can it, guys? And then he knows that that bothers Leah because he can feel Leah wince. Guys, I feel like and maybe I'm wrong and I, I, I will make this statement. And if I'm wrong, please let me know. But I feel like guys is kind of a gender neutral thing everybody says just hi gay hey guys hey guys guys like it's just like a thing you say when you're talking about a group of people and for her to be so mad about it is like oh leah but i don't know i'm not leah and i'm not the only woman in a group of like toxic masculine men and the Mm -hmm. only one who isn't is the one i'm in love with who's in love with somebody else the only thing i can think is maybe sam also uses guys in a different way like um oh maybe he is talking about actual men hey guys or like you know he just uses it in different ways instead of just addressing a group of people so maybe it like does have a an extra meaning to her i don't know so everybody's there except for quill and jared and so jacob tells him about quill 
and Jared apparently was going over to Kim's house. <laughs> Jared and Kim are going to do that nasty. Mm-hmm. So you're like, uh, when Jared shows up, we're going to have to hear everything that happens. We're going to have to literally live through his session the whole rest of the day session. <laughs> <laughs> okay so then Sa- uh, sam gives them a howl order <laughs> he has different types of howls and everyone knows what they mean <laughs> jacob's still running there leah is too they refuse to run together so they just parallelogramally run <laughs> yes, towards them <laughs> um and paul's finally there and he's like what is happening and Sam's like, we need to talk because something happened. And Sam, like, kind of barely thinks about Jacob. And everybody else who was with Sam also just kind of thinks about mm-hmm. Jacob. And so Jacob's like, okay, here it is. This is what's happened. So he runs faster so he can get there for it, even though he doesn't really have to because he can hear everything. I don't know. He wants to be there so he can intimidate people into doing what he wants. Yeah, totally. But Leah's like, you're not going to get there faster than me. So then they have a race. I'm so bored of these guys already. (laughs) So then Seth is the one to give the news because um, apparently Charlie was calling everybody until he found Billy, who was at the Clearwaters. And Paul's like, oh, yeah, I talked to him, too. And Jacob's like, "Okay, this is it. Waiting's over. What story are they going to tell right now? So then Seth is like, uh, he's like freaking out because apparently Edward and Bella got home last week. Mm. And Jacob's like, what? She's alive? Yeah, he's kind of like relieved. He's like, oh, thank God. At least she's not literally a vampire yet. Mm -hmm. This is nice. And not dead. (laughs) And not dead. Two good things. Uh, And so Seth continues and he's like, there's bad news, though. Charlie said he talked to her and said that she sounded bad. And she told him that she's sick. And then Carlisle got on and told Charlie that Bella picked up some rare disease in South America. She has vamp-babyitis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Her baby is inflamed. <laughs> her vamp-baby is really big. <laughs> but they're quarantining her and Charlie's going crazy. He wants to see her. He doesn't care if he also gets impregnated with a inflamed baby. <laughs> But Carlisle's like, no, take the risk. Do not come over. Um, So Charlie's just been like really frustrated and finally calls Billy and says that Bella sounded worse today. And so Jacob's like, okay, so she's going to die of this dumb disease. Are they going to let Charlie see the body? They're going to have to wait until she's like, okay enough to not kill him and like lay still enough for a viewing. Like what is going to happen here? How long are they going to draw this out? Are they going to bury her? Is she going to have to dig herself out? Like, everybody just has to listen to Jacob come up with all these weird <laughs> ideas of what's happening. They're just, happening. like, sitting there calmly. Like, a fly goes by and somebody chomps <laughs> at it and somebody else starts scratching their ear. Well, literally, what Jacob also says when he gets there, everybody's just, like, sitting in a circle, but he's, like, up. He's standing. He won't sit down with them. So, they're like, okay, so then what are we waiting for? And Jake, nobody says anything. And Jacob's like, they broke the treaty. And they're like, we don't know that. Maybe she is sick. And he's like, stop it. Obviously, this is what's happening. And then Sam's like, is this what you want? Like, we all know what she wanted. And Jacob's like, no, it doesn't mention anything about victim preferences in the treaty. And Sam's like, is she really a victim? And Jacob's like, yes. And then Seth's like, no. (laughs) I love Jacob's Napoleon Dynamite voice. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob's like, there are enemies. They're in our territory. Blah, blah, blah. Seth, I don't care if you have fun with Edward Cullen 
once upon a time. And then Seth's like, well, what is going to happen, Jacob? Are you going to um, kill Bella? And Jacob's like, well, she's not Bella anymore. Mm. And he's like, so you're going to make one of us do it. And then you're going to be mad at us for forever. Mm-hmm. And Jacob's like, no, I wouldn't. And they're like, mm-hmm. uh. you're not ready for this. <laughs> and then he like literally goes to attack Seth. And <laughs> Sam's like, stop it. <laughs> so I'm going to kill all you right now. Oh, oh. my gosh. So then Quill gets there and he's like, what's going on? And Jacob's like, we're getting ready to go. <laughs> Why don't you go and drag Jared out with your teeth? We're going to need everybody. And Sam's like, no, just come here. We have not decided anything yet. Sam's like, that's rude. Let Jared finish. Mm-hmm. And then we can figure something out. Uh-huh. So then Sam's like, listen, we have to do what's best for the pack and what protects all of us the best. Times are different now. We don't anybody... Except for you believe that the clones are a danger to anyone. Um, once they tell the story, they're going to be gone anyway, and everything will go back to normal. Cue me just falling in love with Sam. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> love him. I love that he's willing. He's willing, unlike Jacob, to change the rules and to say things are not like they used to be. Like, we are not our ancestors, and the clones are not those other vampires. Like, let's see every... Every experience for what it is instead of what it once happened. It's not always going to be the same thing. I love Sam. Me plus Sam forever. <laughs> Written in the sand. Mm-hmm. Sam's like, listen, Jacob, if we do attack them, they're going to defend themselves. Like, <laughs> do you want a bunch of us to die over this? And then he goes, are you so ready to lose a brother? And then he's like, or a sister. <laughs> Good Poor Leah. It's got to get annoying. I'm certain of it. And Jacob's like, I, I'm not afraid to die. And Sam's like, I know. That's why you're <laughs> not allowed to be part of this Good decision. Dream. And then Jacob's like, well, do you intend to honor our father's treaty or not? And Sam's like, no. Yeah, literally no. <laughs> He's like, I it's you pack. guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's us here in this very grove. Not mm-hmm. those old people who aren't alive anymore, who had a totally different experience from us. Gosh. <laughs> <sighs> So then Sam puts on his wolf pack voice effect. <laughs> Enough, Jacob! <laughs> Meowfoy did not like that. <laughs> oh, she's by you. She's sitting on my lap. And I did that and she was like, the heck? <laughs> so Sam's like, okay, none of us are attacking the clones unless they actually do something and they are not going to do something. And Seth's like, that's what I've been saying. And then he's like, shut up, Seth. <laughs> And then Jacob literally gets up and just turns his back on Sam. And Sam's like, what is your problem now? He's just becoming a big, big baby. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you could force me to stay, Sam. And Sam's like, I'm not going to force you to stay. Like, do whatever you want. And so then um, he's like, I guess there was no point in me sticking around to kill Edward Cullen after all. So I'm just going to go back to my being a wolf all the time. Bye. And everyone's like, okay, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> so he runs back home and then he turns into a human and he's like, he, 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 my, my master plan is going swimmingly. They have no idea that I plan to go and attack the Cullens by myself. Oh my gosh. Good Lord. We are in for some bullshit. End of chapter. How many Jacob ones do we have to go? One, two, three, <laughs> I don't four, know. five, I six, haven't... seven, eight, nine more to go. <laughs> okay, we can do it. Uh... No, ten. Ten oh, more. Oh, no. Ugh. I don't know if I can do it anymore. You made it ten and it was too much. Mm-hmm. I even run out of room. There was too many <laughs> on my note card. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> 
<laughs> Me being pretty ragey. We it. do our best. Uh-huh. Um, we are off now to uh, record our Patreon only bonusode. So if you would like to listen to those, we have one bonusode for every episode. Um, and you can listen to them exclusively on our Patreon. And remember, always put on your jort bag. <laughs> Don't forget the jort pack at home. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Twilight Podcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.